Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Post Post Podcast. With me, as always, is my co-host, Chris Ronan. How are we doing tonight, buddy? What's happening, buddy? Playoffs are here. Playoffs fucking right here, baby. We've been waiting for this all season, and here we are. Kicking off today for you listeners, because this is dropping on Monday the 17th. Today is Friday the 14th. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's... Um, so, uh, I don't know. I kind of want to start this off kind of just like casual like we did last last episode. Um, so, how's your week been? Not Is bad. Doing anything special at all? Uh, nope. I got my daughter's birthday this weekend. I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be a good time. We're not doing it as big as last year, uh, turning two. So, just getting the immediates over, doing some cake, ice cream, pizza, you know. Nice. Yeah. Some beers. Some beers, yeah, for sure. Good man. Always got to mix those in. Good man. Uh, I was on the... Uh, I was on... 93 today this is the highway for boston for everyone who doesn't know and i'm driving and there's a white ford f-150 and all all over it is the sausage guy from like fenway park and i'm just kind of like looking i'm like i've never seen like his truck like no do i even know where the dude lives and so i'm like kind of like looking at him and like i was like oh he's like he's got like 1041 or something like just fucking jamming out like his head's like banging i'm like this guy must be like a cool ass dude how do you how do you know it's not just like a guy that works for the guy i I just i be an employee truck employee van you know do you think there's more people that do the one there's more than one of them yeah really yeah the sausage guy he's all over the boston yeah oh i didn't know that i thought he was just at uh fairway park no he pays mad rent though did you know that you have to pay money to be on the street outside of Fenway Park. Well, I thought too that dude must make a fucking killing to begin yeah. with because yeah. holy shit. Because uh, I'm in traffic anyway, so like my mind's able to kind of wander since I'm going fucking five miles. Yeah, hour. yeah. <laughs> so like I'm just I'm looking at him like he must be because of Sox game tonight. So it's it fucking like, terrible this season too, oh, dude. This so bad. So <laughs> just it's so fucking bad, dude. <laughs> it fucking pains me. <laughs> so I'm just like watching him, like oh he's going to the game, and then I'm like sitting there just like. He's been doing it for years. Like if if you could if you could think of a local legend, you would think like the sausage guy. Yeah, he's up there you, on the you know, list for you. He, he is. I think the sausage guy for Boston is like a local legend here. And you don't I don't think you would say that unless you've ever been to a Sox game. And then I was thinking right across the street is House of Blues. And there's also like a few bars there too. And guess what happens when you go to a Sox game, House of Blues and everything? You, you, you're shit-faced. And guess what happens when you leave Fenway? Because there's nothing really around $12 Fenway at $12 sausage, let's go. But fuck yeah, there's a sausage guy right there like, hey, get your sausages here. You're like, you know what? This guy's this guy's got my money. This dude must make a fucking killing. But that uh, that actually brought that up too. We're just like, I wonder how much it is to for, for him to even be there. It must be a lot of money. Oh, yeah, but yeah. Since he's been doing it for years, I guarantee you, like, he's, he's figured something out to, like, stay there. But So th- this whole tangent was just because you were driving in traffic next to the sausage guy truck? Yeah, my mind kind of wandered because I, yeah. I was, like, I was sitting there staring at it, and I was, like, I tried to put myself in his shoes. I was, like, this guy's been at it for fucking years. Like, you would think, like, he this would be a side job or a side gig, but I'm, like, no, this is like two in the afternoon. Like he's gonna be there all night. This is like this a is the world through Matt Smallzai. Yeah, like I, my mind will wander. Like if I can, I'll I'll really try to like figure shit out. And I was like, and then yeah, Matt rear-ended a, a family of six. <laughs> <laughs> Just fucking destroyed him with my tundra. <laughs> and uh, actually, one more thing before I want to uh, uh, before we get into everything too. So I told you I don't think I told everyone on the podcast at all, but I showed you Schlatt on uh youtube slash twitch i don't know if we talked about this at all last week but i've been just de- uh, down a rabbit hole with him because it's uh he's from the northeast he's a new yorker so 
for some reason, like, watching it, it's just like, oh, he's not some dickhead from L.A. Like, you know, he's just, like, he's one of us, kind of. So, like, I'm able to, like, I don't know, be like, I don't know, but he's got, like, he's got my sense of humor, too, so I, I fucking love it. He's been, like, my go-to to just, like, kind of reset and just, like, get a good laughing. So I found a good video from him from, like, four months ago. He was, like, interviewing, like, he was with, like, a bunch of other people. And he brought up this question that I was like, I'm going to write this down and ask you this question because... Oh, God. <laughs> Is this going to get us canceled? No, 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 not at all. But it got me thinking. <laughs> I was like, you know what? This is a kind of crazy question to ask. So he goes in this video, he goes, would you rather have to fight a gorilla once a week? You never know when it's coming. You never die, but you have to, but you have to fight it. Or would you rather have everything you think happen? To add oh, to that's the easy. Wouldn't you think you'd want everything you think to, to happen? To add to it, you can't kill the gorilla and the gorilla can't kill you. So you could just be fucked up out of your goddamn Yeah, head. I mean, I think I'd want everything I'd think to happen. I would just think happy thoughts. <sighs> Think you control your mind like that? I think so. I think I would learn to after like getting can you sit fucked there, up a couple times. Can you sit there in ninety three traffic and just be like, hmm, "Happy thoughts." Buddy. Well, yeah, I could. I could think that all this traffic would just subside and <laughs> part the Red Seas like Moses, and I just wouldn't have to deal with the traffic. Oh man, I I, right? I, I appreciate your mindset because I, I saw I saw a Reddit post that was like, "What's the hardest would you rather question you've ever heard?" Mm-hmm. And I think it was. Would you rather have fingers as long as your legs or legs as long as your fingers? And I was like, that's kind of a really hard one. That'd be really long and hard to use fingers. But you'd also have useless fucking legs. Legs, yeah. Would you just walk on your hands at that point? Well, they're just as long. So, I mean, your legs are still the same size. It's one or the other, right? So, like, you got, like, Edward Scissorhands type shit going on. (laughs) Or you got, like... You, you walk in like I don't know the with your ass dragging baby baby feet yeah baby your ass legs. is dragging behind you <laughs> I don't I don't know I, I really didn't have an answer for that one but I was like that's a fucking weird way of uh, weird you, one to come up with makes you fucking think yeah yeah this one made me real think I'm like nah, I'd rather fight a gorilla someone in the comment section had a fucking great thing to this because it only happens once a week so there's like nothing that says at all that the gorilla can't come at like 11:30 p.m. On a Sunday night, when you and then sound you fight asleep. it. Yep, and then twelve fifteen midnight, which actually starts <laughs> the next week. The gorilla comes back, and you're already fucked up. I'm like, I don't know. Or it could like show up while you're sleeping. Or it could, yeah, exactly. Just fucking getting your you ass to, to beat the shit you, out of you. You have to be fucking ready. <laughs> no, and uh, he talked about like having like a gun on you, but I'm just like, if you can't kill the gorilla, just like what Ooh, the hell? But a, a tranquilizer gun. gun. Tranquilizer. But you, know, you didn't kill it. Now you're fucking good to go. Yeah, you're right, but. So, if you're going to hold a tranquilizer gun with you at all times, like, you feel like people are just going to look at you like, the fuck is wrong with this? They don't know what I'm dealing with right now. (laughs) They don't know what I'm going through. Now, say that. (laughs) Well, what would happen if you did your Vegas trip and you just, like, you have a tranquilizer gun? Oh, yeah. They're just like, hey, you can't come in here with this. Like, listen, buddy, I got a gorilla after me. You don't want that gorilla in here. (laughs) But that was my question. I I, I had a good laugh with him. So. I was like, I was definitely going to fight a gorilla. I was like, there's no way. Like, <laughs> after sitting in traffic, after my whole thought process of the sausage guy kind of went away and sitting in traffic, uh, a, a should-be 10-minute <clears throat> ride from the gym back to my house turned into, like, a 35-minute drive. I was just like, the, th- the thoughts I was having, it was just like, you know what? I got to fight a gorilla or uh, the things will things will end very bad for me. There we go. There we go. But uh, let's start off. Uh, with a bunch of like hockey news, we got some signings and stuff, and uh, we finally, 
finally, finally have like the legit um, uh, placements for everyone, for everyone uh, facing each other off in the first round of the playoffs. And we'll get to that a little, a little later on in the episode. But uh, want to start us off? Yes, sir. Uh, we do have a few signings to cover real quick. The Minnesota Wild made two signs this week. They signed defenseman Brock Faber to a three-year, $3.025 million contract, 925000 AAV. Faber actually played in the Frozen Four Finals last weekend for the University of Minnesota Gophers. Nice. Uh, we're going to wrap that one up later on in the episode as well. I hope you listeners did get a chance to watch that. The, the game was incredible. Just awesome competition in general. Yeah, you were all over me. That was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Minnesota Wild also signed forward Freddie Gaudreau to a five-year extension worth 10.5 mil, 2.1 mil AAV. Nice. What a steal. Good what man. a value in that guy, oh, you know? Oh, fuck yeah. Two mil season for this dude? Yep. I, hell, of a, hell of a deal here. New Jersey Devils have signed defenseman Luke Hughes to a three-year $5.5 million contract, 1.85 mil AAV. We're going to get to him later on mm-hmm. as well. And the Maple Leafs signed forward Matthew Nyes to a three-year contract worth 2.775 mil, a 9.25,000 AAV. Uh, I don't know if you want to mix it in now, but we do have our post-to-post picks. If you want to wrap those up for the season, yeah, it's, that's that's yeah, it's not that now. All right, so uh, we Matt didn't do so hot here. I'm not gonna lie to you. You oh. got you got three for twelve. I know. I got I think seven for twelve. Damn. Eight for twelve. You did that well. Yeah, eight for twelve, and we're you're still waiting on one more answer because one of them is who will win the Stanley Cup. Matt's picked Carolina, and I picked the New York Rangers. This is from the very beginning of the season, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's just jump into the list here. Uh, we said who's going to have a better season, uh, Thatcher Demko or Connor Hellebuck. Mm-hmm. We all know how Thatcher Demko's season went on that dumpster fire of a team. Uh, we both <laughs> picked Hellebuck, and Hellebuck did have a better season. Yep. Uh, the next question was which team is going to finish dead last. We were both wrong here. Matt had Chicago, and I had Arizona. We weren't off by too much, though. The Anaheim Ducks took that one home. Oh. Uh, who will win the Rocket Richard Trophy now that all 82 games have been played? We do have an answer for us. It's going to be Connor McDavid, as Matt said. I threw out the shot in the dark, Jonathan Huberdeau. Uh, that didn't that, turn out too well, huh? You tanked on Holy that. Shit. Holy fuck. Um, over or under for Phil Kessel for 22 goals. We both said over. He was under. The Philadelphia Flyers, will they have over or under 65 points? Matt said under. I said over. There were 75 points for them this season. Mm. Will Keith Kincaid play an NHL game this season? We Bastard. kind of felt like he wouldn't because they had Swayman and Allmark. Uh, but due to injury, I think he did get a game with the Bruins, and then he went to a new team as well. I can't remember how that question came up. Right. Uh, Matt said no, and I said yes. Uh, will Brandon Duhame have more or less penalty minutes than last season? 122. Matt said more, and I said less. He had 42 pims this season. That is not a lot. I believe he only played 51 games, but yep. still not a lot. No. Uh, for the New Jersey Devils, who will play more games, Mackenzie Blackwood or Vitek Vanacek? Uh, Matt picked Blackwood. It was Vanacek that ended Vanacek. up with more games. Uh, Claude Giroux, will it be better or worse than last season at 65 points? We both said better. That was correct. Mm-hmm. The Coyotes were 3-0 and to start a 14-game road trip this season. What will their final record be at the end of the run? Matt said 9-5. and I said 8-6. and They were 4-10. and so they started a 14-game road trip, 3-0, and and they lost 10 games, and they won one. Wow. Nuts. Wow. Uh, Will Patrick Kane score 26 goals, matching last season's number? This one I thought was going to get hit once he went over to the Rangers. Uh, nope. Matt said yes, and I said no. He hit 21 goals. Yeah. Yeah, so tough to see there. Yeah. But that was all the post-to-post picks that we ended up doing for this season. Uh, we do have our 2022-2023 
picks for who's going to be in or out of the playoffs. We'll get to that later on. Uh, right now, we're basically going to jump into some NHL news. Yeah. And then at the end of the episode, we're going to circle back and go over the NHL playoff matchups. Nice. So you want me to get right into it here? Let's hit it. So the New York Island is Bo Horvat. Bo Horvat. Bo Horvat. Bo Horvat, when asked about playing in front of the crowd, getting ready for playoffs at UBS Arena, said, well, it's a lot, a lot of times it's what you say. It's a lot better than Vancouver. I'll tell you that for free. Tell you that for free. Tell you that for free. It's, uh, Dude, I felt so bad for him because I think that he just like wasn't prepared for the question and just kind of like it just let loose, let his mouth go, and yeah. then he like the second it came out, you could see it in his oh, face. He's like, oh fuck, shit. that's gonna come back to bite <laughs> me in the ass. You better. <laughs> it's like as soon as he said it too, he was like, I gotta go. I'm yeah, gonna he's gonna have a target out. on his back next oh, season man. when those two teams match up. Yep, but I mean, is he fucking wrong? He's not, but those fans are rabid, dude. He's not going to want to go to that game. He's no, going to no, no. be calling in sick, <laughs> not showing up to work that day. He's going to get a bunch of fucking Vancouver Canucks jerseys just on the phone. Yeah, place. right. But uh, yeah, kind of guess, kind of guess to show you that, like, um, I don't know. I guess, I guess, in his in his sense, running the mouth is more like a uh, truthful talk. Yeah, that's crazy though, dude. Like he was such a face for that organization, and now he's out and, and he says he's just kind it's of better a... than playing in Vancouver. Yeah. Oh, Ugh. what a like. Way to twist the knife for all you Vancouver fans that like were Bo Horvat guys. I mean, I I was a big Bo Horvat guy when he was there too, but just oh, that sucks. Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, that does suck, especially like a diehard Vancouver Canuck being like, oh. But then like you got to think about like the Canucks fans that were just making it miserable for like the Canucks players. You're yeah, it's like oh, okay, I could I could see it that way, but yeah. I don't know. You were right. Like uh, going back and like watching it. <laughs> As soon as he said it, I was like, oh, he's like, this poor oh, bastard. Fuck. Oh boy! All right, shouldn't have said that. Should've, I should not have. I said that. I should not have said that. But I don't know. Uh, that that will lead to um, the next game between the Islanders or Bo Horvat and the Vancouver Canucks yeah. will definitely be uh, highlighted on the uh, highlighted on the calendar there. So yeah, for sure. We'll I guess I guess we'll see what happens. Yeah, Vancouver Vancouver faithful is not gonna not gonna be fucking happy about that one. I'll tell you that for free. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the Buffalo Sabres, keeping New York, keeping in New York. Uh, Devon Levy literally drew on his mask a Star Wars-themed Sabres logo as well as lightsabers on the side, which is fucking sick. He didn't have a uh, – they had, like, the third jersey night with uh, Craig Anderson, and uh, he didn't have a special mask or anything, and literally just, like, grabbed a Sharpie and, like, drew on it. And I'm like, dude, this dude can fucking do it all. Like, <laughs> It I, wasn't I, exactly good, I'll say. But it, better, it came out better than I would have done. Way better than I yeah. would have done. So. But it, it still kind of looked like a little cartoony, you know? Yeah. But I thought it was cool that he went, with, like, full in on the Star Wars thing with, the, you know, the, the pregame ritual that we talked about last week, uh, the intermission, and now he's got the fucking lightsabers on the helmet. Like, mm-hmm. look, pretty cool. Look at swag. Uh, that same game was Craig Anderson's final game before officially retiring after 20 years. Drafted by two th- drafted in 2001 by Chicago, he played for the Blackhawks, Avalanche, Panthers, Senators, Capitals, and lastly Sabres. He played 709 games with 318 wins, a career .912 save percentage, and a 2.86 GAA. He became the second NHL goalie since 1955-1956, when shots on goal were officially tracked, with a 40-save shutout at the age of 41 or older, following Johnny Barrow, who did so twice on November 1st, 1967, and January 13th, 1966. Uh, Craig Anderson, uh, one hell of a 
just career for a goalie to last as long as he did, as he did, man. It's just it's just fucking awesome to see. But Craig Anderson too was kind of a uh, a wild curveball. Like was it last year? It was around COVID where uh, Craig Anderson was picked up by the Washington Capitals, and we were both like, eh, "He's fucking done here." And then all of a sudden, like this season, uh, Buffalo Sabres picked him up, like. What are they doing picking up this old goalie? But it was him and uh, Eric Comrie as the tandem for yeah. a bit, right? And they were and they, they were, were killing it beginning of the great. season. It was it was unbelievable, like uh, what he was able to do with the Buffalo Sabres organization. Like he did, so, yeah, exactly. Him and Eric Comrie were just fucking just so good. So uh, that literally just blew my mind because especially again going back to the whole COVID situation with Washington Capitals, like ah, this is it, like this is. This is done. I think at the same point, we're just like, they lost Henrik Lundqvist, and now they're going to lose Craig Anderson. Like, what the hell are you going to do with the goalie mm. tandem? So, uh, great, 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 great career for uh, Craig Anderson there. It was cool to see his two sons. They did the starting lineup, I think, um, in the in the locker room for everyone. So, his whole family was there, and uh, just a great send-off to uh, just an absolute legend like him. Just kind of unfortunate that, like, I don't know you look. You look at like his stats and accomplishments. There's no cup. There's no. I think he's won the Bill Matheson Trophy once, if I'm not wrong. Uh, but uh, other than that, like to stay, play professional sports, fucking anything at the <clears throat> age of 41 is unbelievable. Yeah, and I remember um, when he was on the Senators for a bit there. Um, his wife had uh, cancer. And she was battling through it, and he, right. he was missing games a little bit here and there. And yeah. he got back into it, and, and she came to one of his games, and like just he, he got super emotional. It was really yeah. cool to see. Right. That's one memory that sticks to me for him. So, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, sending him off into the sunset. Great career. It's crazy, like you said, to see him playing that old, too. Yeah. Uh, circling back to Devin uh, Levy, though, he, he's it's kind of nuts to see him jump right into the NHL, too. Yeah. Four and two in his record. His stats for like save percentage and goals against aren't too great, but. Uh, just to see him be able to come to the NHL, you know, level and take that jump right away yeah. and get four wins in, in the short amount of time, pretty it, cool to see. It's nuts, yeah. Uh, I was just I was just about to say too with uh, Devin Levy here, just like it's uh, like the old the old school retiring and the new school coming in, yeah. you know, just like right right there. I mean, hopefully we, we talked about earlier this season about how they really haven't had a franchise goalie since Ryan Miller, and I'm hoping that. Devon Levy can kind of be that guy, you know? Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of young goalies that are on the rise, too. Alex Lyon down in Florida. We're going to get to Dustin Wolf for Calgary in a few minutes. So mm-hmm. it's cool to see, you know, usually there's, like, one storyline of, like, a Spencer Knight from a couple seasons ago when he was yeah. coming to the league of, like, this guy is is the next He's guy. The Carter guy. Hart a few years before that. Mm-hmm. This season, it seems like there's a few really fucking good goalies that are coming right into the NHL that will hopefully turn some franchises yeah. around and be the backbone for years to come. Right. Spring are kind of hot in the, the situations with the, the goalies. I think what could kill a goalie is just like kind of hot is just like not have that backup for him, not have the what am I trying to say? The team in front of him and just like assume like this dude just out of college, out of out of like the one year that he might have had in like the AHL, just like to be like this top guy. They did that with Carey Price. Uh, he had a rough. Carey Price had a very fucking rough few seasons when he first came into the league. Like, I remember when he got drafted, people were just like, why the fuck are you drafting a goalie like Carey Price? Like, he was, like, already getting shitted on in, like, Montreal until, like, he was able to prove himself. But it took a while. Saw the same shit with Carter Hart where just like, dude, you're going to be, like, the, the brick wall here. You're going to be our savior. And the team as a whole just 
did not do well, which forced Carter Hart to not do well, like, either. And then he talked about Spencer Knight, where Spencer Knight is the same situation coming from B.C. straight to uh, the Florida Panthers. Florida Panthers is just a great team, but I think, like, the whole... I think you, we were talking about the whole mindset where just like you're our like top guy. I think that might have gotten to him a little too bit. The it's, thing with Spencer Knight is that he doesn't have that though because he's behind Bobrovsky, who's getting paid ten mil. Yeah. You can't be looking at a Spencer Knight and telling him, "Hey, you're making seven fifty k. We want you to be our top guy." Yeah. Well, this guy's making ten sheets to ride the fucking pine. Yeah. It's just been weird, like goaltending there in general and like a team structure. I guess. Right. I don't know. They're they're one of those teams that like again this year it looks like you know we we know now that they're in the playoffs, but. Yeah. Um, just like just barely weird, just, just weird all around. They're they're hot and cold. I feel like right. So we'll, I guess we'll see how they do in the playoffs. But yeah, just as a goalie situation, like you, you kind of hope that uh, we're gonna be talking about Dustin Wolf, Dustin Wolf soon too. Uh, but yeah, you, hit it. You, you just hope that Dustin Wolf and this Devin Levi uh, situation doesn't end up the same as uh, yeah everything you know. But let's uh let's jump right into Dustin Wolf here. Uh, Dustin Wolf. Uh, I mean, I've been riding his, riding his pine since uh, he played for the U-20. Uh, he, he won gold. We talked about him, uh, one of our first original podcasts uh, with him uh, in net for uh, Team Canada. Uh, so Calgary's Calgary Flames, Dustin Wolf, uh, drafted round 7, 214th overall in 2019. Got his first and well-deserved NHL start and NHL win this week. Dustin Wolf has been an absolute star in the AHL, posting a .932 save percentage, a 2.08 GAA, with a 41-9-2 record and a whopping seven shutouts. Wolf won the best goaltender of the AHL award last season and is on pace to win it again this season after leading all goalies in the AHL with save percentage, GAA, shutouts, minutes played, wins, and even shots against. Uh, this dude has just, like, really, really, really proved himself. And it's, it's kind of crazy to see that this dude went seventh round, 214th overall for how good this dude is. Uh, but be on the lookout for Dustin Wolf. I think the... This is the type of stuff, especially twenty nine being drafted in twenty nineteen. This is the type of stuff that I love to see from teams where they give a guy like Dustin Wolf time to mature down in the barn, which is I feel like they should do with that. They should do that with like players and goalies, and I think he's finally kind of at that point now where he can come up and really try to sh- prove to the organization that he can be in the NHL, you know, instead of just throwing him in there like the Devin Levi and stuff, or Levi. Yeah, he you know? did have um, a tough season in Calgary. Obviously, Daryl Sutter seems like he's going to be finding his way out of the building. Um, I mean, just like a, an off year for these guys, I think it's going to take a new coach, a new face in the locker room to get things going again. But, like, in the net, you have Markstrom and uh, Vladar. So it's like at a certain point, you really can't bring this kid up yet, but, like, you kind of need to. So right. I don't know if they're going to ship a guy and, and make some moves again. They just brought in Vladar, so I don't, I don't see them moving on from Markstrom. But no. Maybe, that's maybe what, they sell him for that's, that's what puts Wolf in like a weird situation, right? You know? Maybe they just leave him for yeah. a bit. Let him, uh, let him kind of. I mean, uh, Bruins did that with Tugarass for years. Like, I love seeing them bring Tugarass back. I mean, when the Bruins were fucking trash. I mean, like 2006, 2000, uh, not 2005, but like 2006, 2007, Bruins were terrible. And uh, ever so, it'd be like Philip Suave with Tim Thomas. Or like Philip Suave and I can't remember who the other goalie was, but they're oh Hanu Toivonen, and they're just a shit show. And then they'd bring up Tugarass from like the Providence Bruins. Is like, why is he fucking all the way out like here? And then I think two thousand 
eight or nine, they finally brought him up as the backup for Tim Thomas, right? And he was able to finally prove himself. But it's like a, a team does very well in that situation where they let time figure shit out and let let goalies, especially uh, mature down to the, uh, mature down in the barn, because <clears throat> between there's like steps between like oh eight like the juniors oh eight well OHL is the juniors uh, AHL you know the ECHL and then the gap between like AHL and NHL is like five steps like it's it's a big jump like it's kind of crazy to see Dustin Wolf play as good as he did because uh, we've seen we've seen players in like multiple goalies who are just like fucking great. Great, posting amazing numbers in the AHL. Play one game in the NHL and you just get fucking smoked, you know. So, hopefully they do the same thing here with Dustin Wolf. Yeah, he only got his one game up. Uh, he only had one goal against nine five eight save percentage. So, yeah. uh, hopefully we do get to see a little bit more of him next season, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, one little side note on Calgary too. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan Huberto set the NHL record for the largest point drop-off between two seasons, putting up 115 points last year and 55 points this year. So that's, that's 60 how you points lost. difference. Yeah. Damn. That's how I lost, and that's how my futures bet is now dead on the Calgary Flames. But we do have three more still active, so mm-hmm. we're really uh, hoping. The good hoping. thing is none of my bets are playing each other this round. That's good. So as as things move along, this this could start to shape up pretty nicely. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, let's move on here to New Jersey, though. Luke Hughes debuted in his first. N- oh, sorry. In uh, his debut and first NHL goal came this week, as he scored the overtime winner against the Capitals to complete the comeback. Uh, big Jack Hughes, Luke Hughes. That's gonna be a fucking nice little tandem. To see yeah. That. The only thing I'd like to see now is I'm trade for Quinn Hughes. That'd be kind of <laughs> sick, right? The, the Hughes line. That'd yeah. Be fucking sick. Well, Quinn Hughes, uh, Vancouver Canucks right now, right? Yeah. And he's a defenseman just like Luke, so. Those two would be back, and Jack would be up. Yeah. Hey. Hey, hey, hey. Huh. Got me thinking. Mm. Mm. The Hughes brothers. But this would be cool to see. I like. It's definitely around this time of year, too, and everything's kind of like coming to an end where you see this type of stuff, too. So it's cool to see both Luke and uh, um, Jack Hughes up there, too. So. No one else is pretty cool to see how many brothers there are in the league now. Like, Casey Middlestat's brother played in the Frozen Four this week, and he seems like he's going to be an NHL or two. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the three Hugheses. You got the stalls. They're kind of like from the past age. Um, but Stone, I think Mark Stone and his brother Mike are on two different teams. Um, oh, there's yeah. just a bunch of them. The Subans, like oh, yeah, a, t- right. a ton of like brothers like and family, family members and in the league. Yeah. yeah, It's like you need it's to like know someone against the NHL. I think it's almost like if one per, like family member can do it, the other one can because they're in the same routine and regimen, right. so they're facing the same skill level. So mm-hmm. kind of like you know, success breeds success a little bit. Yeah. It all. I mean, I guess it depends on time and place. Like the Stahl brothers. Like, I mean, Eric. Eric was like the face of it. Uh, Jordan Stahl, and who was the um, Eric Jordan and fuck? Who's the other? Marks. Mark, Mark Stahl. Stahl. Right? Yep, Mark Stahl. And uh, kind of went in order too. I think it was. It was definitely Eric was like first, and it went down. Uh, went down the line, but I don't know. Ah, it's weird to think about because. Uh, yeah, fuck. Uh, now I know what I'm doing after we re- after we record. I'm gonna go home. <laughs> Maybe up till fucking three in the morning. Just like how many fucking siblings have been playing in the NHL? <laughs> the Hayes brothers. Yep, the Hayes were in there. Yep. Fuck. See, see, I I told you what I do in traffic, and this is where exactly <laughs> where my mind's gonna go. Uh, but let's move on here to uh, Pittsburgh here. 
Uh, Sidney Crosby joined a list of greats this week, making NHL history as the sixth fastest player to record 1,500 points. He accomplished it in 1,188 games, right above Steve Eisenman and below Phil Esposito. Uh, Gretzky stands in first with reaching that mark in just 620 games. So half is fucking half the time almost. <laughs> oh That's nuts. God, oh, I just like anytime I see like. Uh, these NHL histories, I'm like, all right, where's Gretzky in this? He's what did he do? Oh, what do you know? Top of the list. Oh, look at that. Number well, one. No, no one's gonna fucking top Guy's that. Guy's insane. He was so it, sick. It's just unbelievable. Ahead of his time. Uh, but let's move on to. Well, we're gonna stay on Pittsburgh here. So, uh, the Penguins have fired their president of hockey operations, Brian Burke, their GM Ron Hextall, and their assistant GM Chris Pryor, after missing playoffs this season. The Penguins had their 16-season playoff streak snapped after not qualifying for the postseason this year. The Capitals and Predators would have been tied for the top spot with eight straight playoff appearances, but neither of the teams qualified this season as well. This means that the Boston Bruins and Toronto Maple Leafs are now tied for the record with seven straight playoff appearances. That's pretty fucking cool. What a drop-off, too, from 16 down to 8 down to 7. You yeah. know what I mean? Right, yep. Uh, it's it's uh, I mean it's bound to fucking happen, you know. Penguins. That's a that's a streak though. Sixteen straight years. I think Detroit had a, a a super long one before the year that they changed the divisions and moved them over to a different division. I think that was the year that they uh, first missed the playoffs, and I want to say they had something close to like thirty. Damn, really? I'll, I'll look it up right now because it's probably nowhere near accurate. But they had a long history of making the playoffs every year. Holy shit. Not like the Bens might go far throughout, but it was like it was very just common to see like the Penguins in it. Was I think it was common just in general to see organizations or just teams in the NHL like you just wouldn't second guess it. You're like, yeah, we'll, we'll fucking see them first round, whether they exit the first round or second round. You know? Yeah. I was. So, uh, I'm sorry. It was 25 seasons from '90 until 2016. Oh, yeah. Wow. And they are uh, fourth all time. For wow. consecutive playoff appearances, yeah. I mean, they were they were a fucking they were a dynasty and a half, like the Detroit Red Wings. They were just yeah. It just shows how players. they maintained their like growth and development as an organization too. They didn't yeah. just make the playoffs with this group of guys and then that group fades out and that's it. Like twenty five straight years means that they have basically I would call it three in quotes generations of you know NHLers at that yeah. rate, you right? Know? It's crazy to think too, like they've they've fallen, but like they've caught themselves too. Like they're not bottom tier like teams. Like uh, they're kind of close, but I, I think the future is bright there. Yeah, one hundred percent is what I'll say. More outsider, Lucas Raymond. Lucas Raymond. I just thought of uh, Tyler Bertuzzi. Oh, Todd Bertuzzi. I keep fucking those up. Well, Tyler Bertuzzi was there, and he came to the Bruins at the trade deadline. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. And Todd, Todd Batuzzi did play for him. Back in the day, back right? In the day, yep, yeah. Yep. I keep I keep fucking that up. Uh but yeah, just fucking Dylan Larkin. Dylan captain Larkin. with his extension. Yep. Yeah, I think they'll be pretty they'll, good in they'll be pretty four good. or five years. I feel like they'll figure it out. You know, I feel like every team is gonna be pretty good in four or five years, and that's obviously not gonna be the case. You know what I mean? That's no. just not how the league works. But no. like looking at the talent and the young players that each of these teams have, like every team has a guy that can can push their team to the next level right. almost, you know? And I feel like in the past, a lot of teams hadn't looked like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. That's how I feel. At least. It, a team could do well. Like, I mean, drafting drafting really helps. But a team can do real well if you know how to trade. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know, you know what you have in the barn, and you can move shit around in the barn. 
Like, you see a lot of trades are just like, oh, like Detroit's uh, barn team, the Griffins traded uh, to some other team uh, for, like, a prospect or whatever. And you, you don't think anything about it, but if if a team knows, like, their shit, like, that prospect that they traded for could become, like, the, the new guy. Yeah, it's all about having a good scouting uh, roster. Yeah. You know, as long as you have a good staff underneath you that knows how to scout well. Right. That's what it's all about. Uh, we do have a lot of coaching changes here, too. Not really any news on, like, who's coming in for them. Uh, but as we mentioned, obviously, the Penguins just did gassed all their guys. Uh, the coach is still there. Um, but the Washington Capitals have agreed to mutually part ways with head coach Peter Laviolette. Personally, I think he's going to be one of the old-school coaches that we'll see fade out of the league. Oh, yeah. I don't think he'll get another job. Yeah. Um, that's all I really have there. I just wanted to chime in with that. Uh, the St. Louis Blues have fired their assistant coaches, Craig McTavish and Mike Van Ryn. I don't really know too much about that, but St. Louis didn't look too good this season. Um, the Anaheim Ducks also fired their head coach, Dallas Eakins, and have yet to name his replacement. Hmm. I thought that one was kind of surprising. I kind of thought he would have stuck around for a little bit longer, help out with the rebuild, turn the team around. Oh, you know, maybe, yeah. Just with Mike like... Greer there. Oh, no, Mike Greer, San Jose. Mike Greer, San Jose. Yep. Um... I don't know. I, I'm I'm waiting for I'm still waiting for a John Tortorella fire. I think it's gonna happen. I think it just it's not right now, but I think it's gonna happen. Yeah, I think they've pretty much uh, iced him out a little bit. They're not really listening to what he's saying on the bench, so I think that <laughs> will come on this off season. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. But yeah, I'm I'm not. I know you said you're surprised about the Dallas Egan situation for Anaheim Ducks, but we we both know how this goes. We're like a team's not doing well, and yeah. the head coach seems to be the uh, scapegoat. So, yeah, it's so. the first one to get the guillotine, you know. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I'll just we'll see what happens. I like to. Uh, I could see him landing on his feet somewhere though. I can I could see Pity Laviolette uh, landing somewhere too. I know the I know. Can you? You don't think so? No, I don't think so. I think he's gonna fade out. I I think. I think he's had his time, and I think a lot of guys now on the NHL rosters, like, uh, no, sorry, the, not the rosters, on the NHL uh, back office, I feel like they either know who their guy is, know what they're looking for in a guy, or, like, have someone ready in, you know, an assistant coach somewhere, a, a, you know, in the minor league kind of guy they want to bring up. Like, I feel like each GM has a guy that they're looking for. Yeah. And I don't think Peter Laviolette is on, any, on anyone's list like that anymore. Yeah, you get a point. I could be wrong, though. I mean, you know, he, he could be coming back. I mean, he's had know. success. He's a proven commodity, but it's just I think that the, the tides are changing a little bit in the league, and yeah. I think a lot of teams want a new face that's going to, you know, reach their younger right. you know, prospects quicker. Right. And I don't think Peter Laviolette's one of those guys, personally. Yep. I like where your mind went with it right there. I, I, I almost put him in. He's not – he doesn't have that same reputa- representation, but – like uh, the the Mike Babcock, the John Tortorella, those kind of guys, yeah. you know. Okay, yeah, you just changed yeah. my mind right there. Uh, the Anaheim Ducks, <laughs> one little touch-up too. Cam Fowler set an all-time NHL regular season record for time on ice at 38 minutes and 55 seconds. It's like a goalie. This guy's a fucking iron lung, dude. Holy shit. That's nuts. Almost a whole game. Two, almost two whole periods. Almost two whole periods of, like, professional hockey, like, NHL action. That's, that's fucking crazy. Yeah. I wish to... Uh, I, w- I wish like someone like recorded like top speed or just like you know everything he's done, or you know it'd be even crazier too. Just like you know, who, uh, what are those watches for like uh, fitness like watches? Yeah, yep. I just kind of want to see how much like how many miles he's skated. And oh, they have that with the jersey for... tracker. You oh, can see do? the miles skated. Yeah, for sure. Well, maybe maybe we can look that up. Um, but yeah, let's move on to the New York Rangers here. So this is actually kind of cool news uh, that just came up today, or at least, at least that I saw that today. 
Uh, so the New York Rangers, Jacob Truba surprised a fan. Um, sorry, surprised a fan of his with a law school scholarship after presenting him with a signed jersey. Isaiah Marquis Green is a survivor of the 2012 Sandy Hook school shooting. Isaiah told Truba he wanted to be a lawyer, and then Truba surprised him with a Garden of Dreams Inspire scholarship to help him graduate law school debt-free. Chuba also gave him his personal phone number to make sure they could stay in touch, which I thought was really fucking cool. So, uh, good guy, uh, Jacob Chuba there. And it was actually pretty cool. There's a little video. I don't think we're definitely not going to get the audio for it, but, uh, it was a cool video of him on the ice. Just giving him like the, uh, signed New York Rangers jersey. And then he's, I think he's got him on the bench and like his, uh, his for you to get through school debt free and, you know, just work. yeah don't worry about the money just that's so cool for him it. to do that yep. uh he also when he gave him his number said he's going to keep in touch with him check in with him when he starts school next year and he wants to go to his graduation you know he wants oh, to see him complete awesome. the you know it's fucking awesome. four years good guy good guy truba you yeah know? allegedly a lot of uh a lot of people around the league don't really like that guy right now but <laughs> i think he's a good guy for this he's a good guy he's trying to make himself look good right now. yeah yeah <laughs> a little good luck going to the playoffs too a little positive karma right yep uh, the Chicago Blackhawks have announced that Jonathan Taves will not be returning to the team next season and will be a free agent this summer. The team did this right and made sure that fans were able to give him a proper send-off in the final game of the season. I thought that was really cool of them to like make the announcement, make sure fans know, like, hey, we're, we're not going to be looking to re-sign him. We've talked to him, and he's going to be moving on to greener pastures. Hopefully he continues to play. Uh, I think he was having some issues during the season getting on the ice, things like that. So He had uh, – what was that disease? Um Fuck! It was like some some immune disease, right? Where he just like yeah. he was just all fucked up. So that um, he's also thirty four years of age, which I, I was fucking blown away by. Yeah. But. So I don't know. I don't know if he's got the drive to come back. I hope he does. It's the league's better with him in it. Yeah. Uh, it will be inter- interesting to see where he goes and how much he gets. Um, I could see him getting probably five and a half, six million on a team. What do you think? Oh. Because like you want to pay the guy because of his resume, but at the same time, like. He's aging, like we said, with missing time this season. I don't know what the price point would be for a guy like him. I don't know. I can I can see four mil, five mil with this dude. Right. And that'd be for Second like one or third season, line. maybe. Yeah. One or two year contract. Yeah. Probably one. Kinda like the same thing, uh I mean Kane Kane came over, but I'm just saying like if they were to sign Kane, maybe just like next year to see how everything's going. Oh, Kane I think is a different story. I think Kane might get like three or four years. Hopefully wherever really? he ends up signing, yeah. Interesting. I think so. Even after his hip issue, because I know he's going to go out. Yeah. Interesting. I think he'll get something done in the off season to see if he can oh, tweak yeah. it up a little bit. Maybe. Yep. Uh, but crazy to see those two, the faces, literally, literally the faces of the Chicago Blackhawks organization, Jonathan Tate, Patrick Kane, just gone mm-hmm. uh, between the middle of this season and uh, and now. So yeah. it's, it's fuck crazy. And, and this literally is like the the symbol here for the Chicago Blackhawks. It says. We are in a rebuild phase. Like we are, we're moving on. We gotta f- figure guys out. They said that from the beginning of the season. Shit out, you know. So uh, I don't know. Let's let's see what the Chicago Blackhawks do. Tough spot. Tough, tough. Brighter news. Uh, at San Jose, Eric Carlson became the first defenseman to reach 100 points since Brian Leach in 1992. Oof. He's the sixth defenseman in NHL history to reach that mark, uh, joining Bobby Orr, Paul Coffey, Al McInnes, Dennis Potvin. And, of course, Brian Leach. Carlson's also the oldest to have completed this feat by over four years at 32 years old. Damn. Holy yeah. shit. Almost 33, too. I think it was like 32 and 314 days, something like that. So, Talk about trade bait. Well, 
I talk about Not San with Jose, that contract. Talk about <laughs> talk about San Jose Sharks getting their money's worth with this dude. Yeah, finally. Yeah, fucking finally. Contracts finally paying off. So Eric Carlson looking just gorgeous with the uh, this, this season. He's just been fucking unreal. Apparently, but, all he needed was Brent Burns out, and you know what? He's had a pretty quiet season in Carolina. I say that probably over speaking, but I do think that Carolina hasn't really had the spotlight on Brent Burns as much as no, I expected this no, season. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, like I barely even hear about Brent Burns. I feel like all. you barely even hear about Carolina this season. Yeah, like how much did we even talk about them this season? I mean, Svechnikov. None, none. That's really talk, it. Didn't talk about them. F- fuck all. Yeah, that we didn't at all. They were just. They literally were just like, just gonna stay off social media, and we're just gonna fucking blow by the league right now. Yeah, and I think they're first in their division. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they ended up being first in their division by one point over the New Jersey Devils. Yeah, that's the. I'm telling you, that's why I pick Carolina Hurricanes. Like they're they're just really fucking good. Oh, I think yeah. they're gonna be. A, uh, I think this, the spotlight's gonna come during the playoffs, where just like again, just like everyone who just like forgot about the Carolina Hurricanes, gonna see them in the playoffs. Like, where the fuck did these guys come mm-hmm. from? Like, no, they they were like this the entire fucking season. Don't worry Rob about Brindamore. it. Rob Brindamore. Rob fucking got it. Is that uh, I I love Brindamore. I. I Absolutely fucking love him. I think he's just a great coach. He's such like a player's coach, but also like a player. Like he's one of the boys. Like he's in yeah. the gym. He's the first guy in, last guy out kind of coach. Mm-hmm. He's fucking he's nails, and we're gonna talk about him later on in this yeah. episode too. He, he's that coach you respect, and like he's gone through what you've gone through, and so like whatever he says, especially as like especially as a player, especially as a veteran player, I think a lot of what Rob Brendamore says, especially like the effort he puts into everything, you you sit there and respect it. You're just like, I'm going to listen to this guy. He's one of the managers that will never ask you to do something that he can't or won't do himself. Do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think I respect that a lot. It's mm-hmm. cool. And I think that's exactly exactly why the Carolina Hurricanes have been so fucking good this season. He's got to be one of the hardest working guys in the league, I'd say. Oh, 100%. Uh, a little update for you guys for next season. The LA Kings and Arizona Coyotes are going to play two preseason games in Melbourne, Australia on September 23rd and 24th. Nice. That'll be pretty cool to see. I do kind of wonder about what time these games are going to be at because Melbourne, Australia is, I want to say, about 12 hours ahead or behind us because they're on the other side of the world. So, I mean, they're near Japan, so that's that's, tw- uh, that's 14 hours. Right. So is that going to be like a, an 8 a.m. game and like a 8 p.m. our time kind of thing? You know what I mean? Because we're looking at like 12 hours apart, roughly, you know? So, if you think about it right now, it's 12.37 in the uh, midnight right now. Uh, so, it's uh, 2 o'clock in the afternoon in Japan. So, 2 o'clock, I'm assuming 2 o'clock in the afternoon in... Well, yeah, they're, yeah, they're so not you're directly right. north so of each four? other, So, 4? So, like 10 o'clock in the morning, maybe? I was thinking like 8 and 8. I, I do want to say that Melbourne's probably almost exactly 12 hours ahead of us. Because it's not... Like, like Japan right isn't there, directly yeah. north right, of it. Right. Yeah, it's a little, a little further. But, but I'm, yeah. uh, we're, I'm just able to guesstimate from... Yeah. So from I, I don't know. I feel like 8 a.m. is really the only time to do it. You do 8 a.m. there or 8 p.m. here. Yeah. Maybe just say fuck it and make it like a regular scheduled time game over there for the Australian fans to get to enjoy, you know? Yeah, and fuck all the yeah. states, you know? Yeah, I wonder. Uh, let me check real quick. I'm going to see what day of the week the 23rd and 24th are because that a Saturday, Sunday. So you can make it kind of like the Premier League for soccer here. Mm-hmm. In the UK, they're, I think, kicking off at probably 2 o'clock. Yeah. But in our time, that makes it like 8 a.m. So guys are fucking watching the soccer games here first thing in the morning. Oh, yeah. Losing, you know? That's right. So I don't know. Maybe something like that over there. Ooh. Yeah, I didn't fucking think about that. Yeah. yeah maybe. 
What do you think? Do we want to cover some other news? Do we want to get to the NHL playoffs? Do you want to go over our picks of who was going to qualify for the playoffs? Ooh, ooh. You drive let's, the bus. Let's uh, let's do the playoffs, and then we'll get into the other news. Okay. The two news that we got afterwards, uh, we'll just all right, cool. Fly through. So let's start with our picks then. Uh, in the Pacific, we at the beginning of the season picked who we thought was going to make the playoffs and who was going to be out. Yeah. Matt and I both went two for four in the Pacific. I had Edmonton in this order: Edmonton, Calgary, L.A., and Vancouver. So that is tough. I have Edmonton and L.A. in. Matt had Edmonton, Calgary, Vegas, and San Jose. So he can't be poofing at me. <laughs> That's about the same. Ugh. Uh, we went. We both went three for four in the Central: Colorado, St. Louis, Minnesota, and Dallas for me. And you had Colorado, Winnipeg, Nashville, and Minnesota. Is Dallas in? Dallas is in, right? Dallas is in. Dallas is in. All right, good. I thought I fucked that up. Uh, yeah, so St. Louis, uh, very disappointing season there, and Nashville was right on the fringe as they usually are. All right, Oof. and then in the Atlantic, uh, technically Matt went three for three because he picked five out of the Metro. Yeah. I went four for four. Uh, Tampa, Florida, Toronto, and Boston. And Matt had Toronto, Tampa, and Boston in. Toronto, baby. That's right. Uh, and then in the Metro... Uh, I went three for four. You went three for five. The Rangers, Carolina, Islanders, and Pittsburgh. And then you had Carolina, Columbus, Pittsburgh, the Rangers, and the Islanders. Hmm. So you have five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven teams out of sixteen in. That's pretty nice. good. That's not bad. Yeah, that's yeah. actually really fucking good. Shit. I have two, five, and four is nine, and three is twelve. Twelve out of sixteen in. That's pretty good. That's good. We did damn yeah, good. We did fucking good. Nice. Holy shit. I mean, it's kind of funny seeing the outliers that we put in, though, like yeah. San Jose, Vancouver, St. Louis, Columbus. Like, it's like, why the fuck Yikes, are they dude. Yikes. yikes. <laughs> Tough look. Um, but was yeah. This before we did the breakdown? <laughs> yeah, this was like dead. Well, I think it was as we were doing the breakdowns because that's how we seeded them. Jesus. But yeah, it's uh, dead beginning of the season. So we were looking at uh, Johnny Gaudreau going over to Columbus is one reason, I think, that we thought they would be in. Wish I had like a time machine go back and just slap I know, myself. I know. We're like, hey. Nuts. What the fuck are you thinking? All right. And now we get into the matchups. The teams are set. The matchups are ready. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I mentioned, our futures bet on the Flames is dead, which is actually your futures bet. That's the only one that I bought for you, remember? Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so that kind of sucks for Matt. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, the Flames were math- were not mathematically eliminated until the 81st game of their season, though. Wow. So pretty close to getting it. Mm-hmm. All right, so this is how we're going to do this. I'm going to run through all of these matchups. Matt's going to pick which matchup he wants, and then he's going to pick which team he wants in the matchup. So basically the push-up challenge that we've been pushing on social media, we're switching it up a little bit. It's going to be based on how the whole series goes. Um, And if a game, if it's a sweep, we're doing planks for two minutes. If it's five games, treadmill for eight miles. If it's six games, 30 push-ups. And if it's seven games, 10 pull-ups. Yep, so that's like the it. challenge. We'll have it all broken down for you here. Yeah. We try um, to do if we got sweeped, that's the more fucked you get, you know? Yeah. But if it goes seven games, it, it gets a little bit like, all right, yeah. You picked a team that wins. And we're picking all eight of these series. So this is going to stockpile pretty easily here. Oh, we're yeah. going to have a lot of shit to do. Oh, yeah. Um, but I'll leave it to you first. You're going to pick the first series that you want and which team you want to win and how many games. <laughs> Let's pick uh, Boston, Florida. I knew it. Yep. You're taking Florida. Sounds good. How many games? That's not what I said at all. I'm <laughs> <laughs> uh, taking Boston. And uh, and the games you don't have to get right. It's just however many games it goes, 
you know, it's whoever gets it wrong. But we'll still pick the, the number of games. The number of games, all right. Yeah. I'm going to say sweep. All right, Boston in four. All right, so I have to fade you. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to put the asterisk here. I have Can to go you Florida. imagine if Florida takes it? I'll have to go Florida in seven because that's the only way they would get it. Yeah. But I'm going to give my actual pick two. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to take Boston in five. All right, now it's my turn to pick a series here. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go Vegas and Winnipeg. I'm going to go Vegas Ooh. in six games. That's going to be a fucking good series. Yeah, I think uh, the, the Knights are a um, – uh, sorry, the, the Jets are a nice playoff team. Yeah. Like they, they, they play pretty well in the playoffs when mm. push comes to shove. I'm going to say Winnipeg in six. And is that your actual as well? Yeah. Okay. And then uh, let's see. Oh, this will be good. Uh, Toronto versus Tampa Bay. I got. I got to go with my Toronto. I figured. Yeah. Yep. That's good. All right. You're gonna go with Toronto. And how many are we taking? Them? That's gonna be seven. Seven, huh? Yeah. Tampa's gonna push them to seven. I think Tampa. I think yeah. I think Tampa will push them to seven. All right. So I have to take Tampa. I'm gonna say they'll get it done in six. I feel like Toronto's always seven. Like I feel like all every time they're in the first round of the playoffs, Dude, like it's, it's seven. So let's touch on that real quick. Toronto, like they have to get over the fucking hump this year, but like they get matched up against a team that goes deep every, every fucking, fucking year, year in the playoffs. <laughs> like I don't think there was a good matchup for them to begin with, other than Florida, and other you weren't Florida. getting that because you aren't taking the first seed, right? From you know the best regular season mm-hmm. team in NHL history. Right. That's just fucking crazy. Like, I feel so bad for them, honestly. <laughs> they got Matt Mariot injured. Like, uh, they're they're kind of fucked. They are kind of fucked. They are kind of fucked. All right. Next they, up. Would have they been more fucked if Matt Mariot was in it? No, oh, it's just, it's a, it, why? Just, why? Why did they do this? I don't know. Crazy. All right. We got. Oh, dude, I want to take the New Jersey Rangers series so bad, but that's going to be such a <laughs> dog fight. That reminds me of uh, that reminds me of the whole Rangers uh, t- uh, sorry Rangers Devils um, little rivalry, yeah, rivalry that they yeah. had going on with uh, Sean Avery and Monty Bordeaux situation. Yeah. All right, I'm taking Carolina over the New York Islanders. Ooh. Yep. And I'm taking them in four games. Jesus. Let's see a sweep. Jesus. All right. Well, I have to pick the Islanders, and if they're gonna do it, it's got to be seven games. Seven games. And uh, do you want an actual pick, too, of, uh, like, what you think is actually going to happen or no? Oh, yeah. It's going to be fucking Carolina and four. All right. Actually, Sorokin, right? Yeah. Oh, dude, I didn't think of that. Fuck, Carolina and four. That's not going to happen. That's not going to happen at I all. could see it in six. Yeah, six. Yeah. I'm not changing Car- it, though. I already said it. You can change yours if you want to. Mm, I'm going to say Carolina and seven. Seven. Okay. All right. You got three to. Oh, sorry. Four to pick from. We're halfway through here. I think Sorokin might be able to fucking pull something out of his ass. Uh, all right. Uh, Dallas versus Minnesota. I'm gonna pick Dallas. Good man. Jason Robinson's gonna fucking clean house in Ottinger. Minnesota. Yep. Yep. That too. He's got the fucking. He's got. He's got the. He's got it all under his belt. Playoff uh, stuff. But 
Uh, yeah, Dallas versus Minnesota, and I think that's going to go six. Six. I have to take Minnesota. I have money on Minnesota. I'm going to take Minnesota in seven. Oof. Their goaltending is going to be a question mark oh, for sure. Gustafsson and, yep. and Flurry. Question oh, mark man. and a half. Yeesh. Okay. Yeesh. We're getting down to the wire here. Yep. I think we have two dogfights in one clear matchup. So I'm going to take uh, Colorado over Seattle. And I'm going to say five games. Interesting. Okay. I'm going to take Seattle, obviously. And that's going to go Colorado. Who's in net? Fabio Francois is out. Who's in net for fucking. I'm drawing a blank here. Avalanche goalie. I'm going to I'm gonna say uh, fucking Seattle. Hold on. I'm drawing a blank here. So they got uh, in net for Colorado. We have Georgiev and Francois. Georgiev trying to really. Prove himself here. Uh, I'm gonna add this game. I feel like it's gonna go seven. Seattle and seven. Do yeah. you want an actual pick or no? No, that's it. All right. And what's the last one we have? We got. Uh, you can pick either New Jersey in the Rangers matchup or Edmonton in L.A. Oh, okay. Yep. Um. Ooh. Kind of want you to do New Jersey, so I'll do Edmonton versus L.A. And I'm going to have L.A. take Edmonton. Bad choice on my end. I How many they know. got in it in? Uh, oh, man. I'm trying to think. What do they got? Oh, they got rid of fucking... Well, uh, Corpus Allo has been really good Corpus for them Salo's since coming over. Good. Oh, Edmonton's going to fucking fly through them. I fucked up. Uh, I'll, I'll say L.A. in seven. Dude, Edmonton, uh, Edmonton, Edmonton is the hottest team going in the playoffs yeah. right now. I think they might honestly be 10-0-0, but they're definitely 9-0-1 at the very least. <sighs> I fucked this one up. I'm taking them in five. And then we got the Rangers and the New Jersey Devils. I got money on the Rangers, so guess what that oh, means, baby. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Okay. So, actually, the way that this all shook down, I got all three of my teams that I have money on yeah. that I are on my side. I got Vegas, Minnesota, and the Rangers. So the Rangers are going to get this one done in seven. Okay, I'm going to do the same thing. Devils in seven. All right, and that's good for your actual pick? Yeah. Cool. So there's only two that we really had to change. Uh, so I had to fade Matt with the Florida pick for the Boston series. I have Florida winning in seven, but I actually think Boston's going to win in five. And Matt had to fade me on the Carolina pick. He has the Islanders winning in seven, but he's actually thinking Carolina in seven. Fucking gorgeous. And that's it. Did you want to break anything down for these series? Uh, I think the one I'm looking forward to the most is definitely the Devils and Rangers series. Yeah, I think, I think that's going to be good. I feel like, um, I, the, yeah, exactly. The Devils-Rangers series, I think, is going to be tight. And then you get to, like, I'll just go down the list of what we have here. That Boston-Florida one, I think it, it's so lean. You, you, from my perspective now, Boston's got it. Toronto Tampa Bay might be a weird one. I think that'll be fun to watch because uh, they like Toronto has so much on the line, yeah. so much like mentally going into this, and mm-hmm. Tampa is just such a like it's a David versus Goliath, but like it's not this season. Yeah, just they have that Goliath you know resume. Mm-hmm, right. So. I uh, Colorado looks very different this season compared to what they've been. So I think this will be a weird matchup between Seattle. I think you see Colorado on the 
I think you see Colorado in the playoffs, and you, you like Stanley Cup. But I think um, I think Seattle is going to overtake uh, Colorado here. I, I think personally that they'll get through Seattle, but the next round is where they'll run into some issues. Still hurt. Yeah. I I do think that like once you win a cup, everyone looks at you differently. Like. Now that Colorado has it, everyone looks at them kind of like Tampa Bay, where like the regular season doesn't matter. Once they get there, they'll fucking turn it on. You know what I mean? Yeah. But there's just too much that goes into it. Like, I almost do say, don't worry about the regular season. Like, once the playoffs start and you've punched your ticket, anything can fucking happen. Yep. But I don't know. Yeah. I I just think this season is looking different for Colorado. Yep, hundred percent. The only two game, the only two series that just flopped is the Boston, Florida, and the Edmonton, LA. You think so? Yeah. I think Edmonton got hot at the right time, but if they if they hadn't and things were like status quo, if we were looking at this ten games ago, I would have picked LA to win. <sighs> Bless Sorry. you. Do you think like without their ten game streak that they've been on, like looking back, like do you think LA would win or do you think Edmonton would? <sighs> oh, bless you. Um if hmm. It's a good question. What the moves that LA's done. Cause that L that Jonathan Quick trade Helped both like the Knights and the Kings, and yep. the Kings at the same time. Yeah, so I don't, I don't know. And then like take away the Edmonton, but you also got, you also got the top goal scorers in the NHL on your fucking team: Leon Drysaddle and Connor McDavid. Yeah, but what is, what has that done for you in the past? Like, it's not a proven commodity, I don't think. But the LA Kings are just like a gritty group of young kids right. at this point, I think too. But I think what's gonna hurt Edmonton just in general is their goaltending. If they put Jack Hamill in net. Uh, I think Stuart gonna, Skinner's kind of proven himself a little bit, but it's like, do you really put him really in put over Campbell? Stu- right, right, right. I would, I would. If I was the right fun, out, right I, out of the gates, game right one, right out of the gates. Yeah. If I was Edmonton Oilers, Stuart Skinner's going right in the fucking net. He's starting. I, I, I would not trust Jack Campbell. Oh, I can't it. wait, dude. I wish this was starting tonight. Like, <laughs> fucking, I don't want to wait for the weekend. That's the problem. We don't know like who the tandem is, like who the goalie is. So just like it's, it's hard to base. But yeah, if Stuart Skinner's in that for Edmonton, they're gonna do fucking real well. I I can't see Jack Campbell doing well in the playoffs. Know what's nice about this these matchups too? Uh, there's not one series that I don't give a fuck about. Like I I think I I like every series that we have. The same, here. yeah. Like there's one there's some that I like more than others, but there's not one that I'm like, oh, that's gonna be boring. That's gonna suck to no, watch. No, no, like, there's not even one. Dallas, Minnesota. That's probably the closest one to it. But I think that's gonna be awesome. Oh yeah, all all these all these matchups are gonna be fucking great. Like I, I, I definitely fucking hyped about all of them. I think this is gonna be a good year for the NHL. I think, I think some of these two are gonna start like new rivalries. I think the Rangers Devils. Oh, uh, that's series, gonna spark. I think again. that's gonna spark it again. I think mm-hmm. something's gonna happen where just like that rivalry is gonna fucking shoot the fuck up again. Yeah, like I, I really do think it's gonna happen. Dallas, and, Minnesota. Uh, I think I could see that. Vegas, Winnipeg. Toronto, T- uh, Tampa Bay. I think Patrick Maroon is going to do his Patrick Maroon thing. Corey and really Perry. Get, yep, it was really Corey Perry's way through uh, Toronto there. But, again, like this is a this is going to be a test for Toronto. So, just like not not only would Patrick Maroon test these guys, but it'll be a test, uh, it'll be a test for guys like Austin Matthews and – Fucking Mitch Marner and the, yeah. just the whole organization to like really you know get through this and push to push through to the second round. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. Um, Vegas Golden Knights is another one where I would have picked Jets. Connor Hellebuck, he's Connor Hellebuck's up there. He's he's had like great like his stats. I'm sure if you look it up for like playoff stats for Connor Hellebuck, he's 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 up there. He's, Steps it up he's, to he's the up next there level. Just in general with like regular season, so. No, no issue at all. Knowing he's in net, 
But it's the Vegas Golden Knights where you're just like, who's in net, Logan Thompson, or is it going to be Jonathan Quick? It's going to be Jonathan Quick, Quick yeah. I, I, think, I think it has to be. Mm. But Minnesota is where I question it. Do you think it has to be Flurry there? Because I don't. I think it could be Gustafsson taking that. That's a good question. I don't know. Do you do you think that Jonathan Quick should be the starter in Vegas? I would like to see him as yeah. a starter in Vegas. You you would think to put your goal the goalie or at least a player in who's had veteran experience it, or who has had experience. And right when he came over, they they went on a hot streak too. I think they were like ten and two. Right when he came over. So yeah. Oh, got me thinking. But yeah, I I, I don't know. I'd be shocked if they throw Logan Thompson in there. I, I, I definitely see Jonathan Yeah, wouldn't it be Quick. Lauren Passois over him? Yeah, it'd be Lauren. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, right. Right. Which is nuts because Logan Thompson was like on pace to win rookie of the uh, rookie of the rookie year. Of the year. Like right before the All Star break, like about to head into it yeah. was when. And then all of a sudden everything kind of switched like really fucking quick. Yeah. Fuck. I, I well, Matty Beneers, I think, has run away with it in Seattle. Oh, I think he's going to yeah. be the rookie of the year. Oh, my God. Yeah. Damn it. Now I got to fucking. Now we gotta wait till the starts up. I know. Now I'm all excited for it, and we gotta wait all weekend long. <laughs> all right, you all good with playoffs? Yep. All right, we got all our matchups in. We got our contest set. We got our punishments ready to roll. Uh, that's stacking up pretty nice. So we'll see. Are you see done what with push-ups, By the way. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. I'm all done with it. All them. right. Good. I'm done. What do you mean? Like done? Like you caught up? And I'm like caught up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But we also haven't done it in a few days either. Yeah. You just stopped doing them, so I was like, okay. <laughs> Uh, like, Matt, it's your turn to pick. Do, I've, I've do 20 just, for not picking. Do 20 been, for not picking. And I've I was just like, been, okay. I've just been busy and had those days where just like I'm in bed, like getting ready for like a three-hour nap to go back to work. Yeah. And I'll just like lay there like, fuck, I didn't do it again. <laughs> I'm like, I'll do it tomorrow. All right. Ready for the NCAA? Yeah. Frozen Four Finals. We'll wrap this one up. We talked about it last week uh, on Friday because we recorded, and then the episode dropped Monday, but the finals game was Saturday, so kind of weird for you guys, but Quinnipiac took down Minnesota 3-2 to two in overtime. This game was fucking incredible. Uh, Quinnipiac was down 2-1 to one in, in the third with 2 minutes and 47 seconds left. The head coach, Rand Pecknold, pulls their goalie and tied the game forcing overtime. Fucking insane. Right. Uh, Quinnipiac ran a set play off of the opening faceoff in overtime and scored in 10 seconds to win the title. Uh, this story is just incredible. So this Rand, Rand Pecknold guy is fucking awesome. Like, he, he did a great interview on Spit and Chicklets if you have time to listen to that. Like, just an incredible guy to listen to. Like, just a wealth of knowledge. Um, but this was their first, uh, this was the first overtime championship game since 2011. And this was Quinnipiac's first championship in school history. Rand Pecknold had been the head coach there for 29 years and single handedly built the program from the ground up. He turned the whole school into a D1 hockey team. Uh, and Quinnipiac player Skylar Brindamore, we're going to circle back to Rod here, was able to celebrate with his father, head coach of the Carolina Hurricanes, Rod Brindamore, and he was able to make it to the game after coaching against the Sabres and flying down to San, uh, to Tampa Bay in the same day. That's awesome. I thought that was so cool to see uh, Brindamore make it down there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the celebration was fucking so sick. Kid threw his stick into the crowd like by accident, I think, just like from fucking going nuts. A Michigan fan actually wound up with it and like, Tweeted back at him that he had it, uh, and like <laughs> the whole team was like dogpiled at center ice. It was so sick. I wasn't able to watch it, but I uh, my phone blew up with you messaging. Yeah, me. dude, I was and, watching live. This was sick. And uh, I asked him like, "Hey, what's the score?" And you're like, "Minnesota's up two I'm like, "Ha bitch!" Like I guess. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like it just blew up with like five texts. Be like, "They just tied it up. They just tied it up." I'm like, fuck, dude. The whole third, Quinnipiac was all over them. Like just so much zone time, puck management. Like Minnesota could barely clear the puck out and get a line change. 
It was like I, I knew it was gonna happen, dude. It was cool. And it, I didn't know if it was gonna happen in overtime, but I knew that like there was gonna be a chance. It's wild how quick that happened in overtime too. Yeah, like, ten seconds. Like, the opening draw was sick too. He run it. He won it right back to his right D. The right D broke it up the right wing, and like just the left wing was there, like making you know showing pass to me or whatever, and then the dude broke and scored a sick goal, five hole. Fucking awesome. So it, sick. It, it was sick. And after going to the Frozen Four semifinals last year, like I was so invested in this. Like it was fucking awesome to watch. That's an awful way to lose too. Yeah. Awful. Yeah, I, I do feel for the Minnesota kids because I believe they've been to three championships in the past ten years and they haven't I don't think they got one yet. Like oh, in those shit, last really? ten years, yeah. But they've had a really good program there for a long time. But fucking hats off to this uh, Quinnipiac I can never say these guys right. Quinnipiac. Yeah. Right? Quinnipiac sick. It's it's a great campus too, mm-hmm. so um, but yeah. If you guys do have time, I I highly suggest you listen to that Spit and Chicklets interview. Even you, like it's just fucking. He's he's really cool to sit down and talk to. They do have a timestamp, so you can jump right to the interview. You don't have to listen to the other oh, shit the if other you don't stuff. want to. Yeah. You know, that's awesome. But yeah, yeah. So good good on these guys. And uh, what they signing? There's, there's a goalie. Fuck, I didn't I didn't put it down my notes, but they're at the point now with these guys. We're just like they're signing. Uh, they signed one of their goalies, Quinnipiac's goalies. Fuck. No, I'm just saying. I do know that uh, the Curry College D3 team goalie uh, signed for the Washington Capitals. One of uh, my coworkers is a big Capitals fan. What? Imagine that, like a D3, D3 guy three? getting signed to the Caps. That's fucking sick. Wow. Yeah. You said Curry? Yeah, Curry College right up the street. I forget his name, though. That's bad on my part. I went to, uh, I didn't realize Canton Icehouse was Curry's new uh, rink. Oh, yeah. I thought it was Milton. Milton rink. Yeah, I feel like I was there for years, and like that was like their spot. Now all of a sudden, I went to Canton huh. uh, Ice House. I was like, the fuck? Like this is like your spot yeah. now? That's tough. That's yeah, kind of yeah. a hike for them. I feel like. Yeah, I'm like, oof, that's a, it's a bit of a yeah, exactly, bit of a hike. But right, that's awesome. D three. Yeah, that's pretty sick, right? Yeah. All right, so done with talky talk, and uh, this is kind of the part of the show where we kind of. Uh, Sway into different sports here. Yeah, dude, I'm so fucking excited. My golf league's starting up in like three weeks, uh, May 2nd. I can't wait to get it going. It's going to be sick. I'm going to suck. I'm going to slam mad beers. Uh, <laughs> That's all that matters. But the Masters, uh, did you get to watch any of it or no? Oh, yeah. Uh, I, w- I was not watching live, but I was using the app. The app's really cool. Oh, yeah. That was nice. It's a Sunday. All my uncles were over, so we were just watching it. Uh, oh, nice. Raheem? Was that his name? Rom. John Rom. Fucking watching him, like, holy shit, mm. is this guy unbelievable. Like, he was crushing it. I was like, wow, good for this dude. I felt uh, we're going to be talking about him uh, in a bit, but uh, poor Tiger in his situation. Yeah. So Tiger Woods had to withdraw before wrapping up his final round on Sunday. This was nuts. He was kind of limping around during the practice rounds and during match play, like, visibly. You could see that he was in pain. Yeah. And sadly, the weather Sunday was aggravating his uh, plantar fasciitis, making it just, like, basically impossible for him to walk. Um, and I, I just think, like, they got to make some kind of exception, some kind of rule where he can get a cart. You know what I mean? Like, right. how do they not do that for a guy that's meant this much to the game, to the right. sport? You mm-hmm. know, playing fucking 36 holes. No, sorry. 72 holes yeah. in, in four days. Like, four that's days. fucking nuts. That's a lot. That's a lot of walking. That's a lot of, Crazy. like, a lot on him. If, uh, who's the, who's the big fucking dude? He's always, like, smoking a cigar, drinking. I was telling Oh, you, John Daly? John Daly. No, John. no, Jesus Christ. No, you're right. John Daly. Yeah, it is. Is it? Yeah, it's John Daly. Okay. Hey, nailed it. If uh, John I Daly, I butchered that. <laughs> John Daly can do, get away with whatever the fuck he wants. I feel like uh, I feel yeah, like no he shit. should. You no know? shit. But yeah, it was it was kind of a rough look. Someone recorded him. Um, yeah, walking. Uh, kind of walking. He was like, oh god, like just not looking good. So, uh, 
Kind of sucks for Tiger here. Might be time to hang him up. Yeah, I, th- I think he's going to call it soon. But it's all right because the sun's fucking right there right next to him. Yeah, anyway. right. No so shit. He'll, he'll be, next year he'll be in the Masters ready to go. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, shout out to John Rahm, uh, your 2023 Masters champion. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like a massive collapse by Kepka. He was in the lead by a few strokes, I think, going into Sunday. And then he had mm-hmm. a plus three match and uh, a plus three round. John Rahm came in with a minus three and just, just stole it from him, you know? Yep. The other big storyline from this, though, was how slow Patrick Cantlay's pace of play was. This was <laughs> fucking nuts. He was basically asked about it shortly after the Masters and didn't have much of an answer until a couple days later. And he basically just said, oh, yeah, the people in front of me were slow, so like I was I was getting held up too. But then someone posted footage of him like lining up on the tee box and just not even like a practice swing, but just like shuffling and like resetting, resetting mm-hmm. for like 30 to 45 oh, seconds. God, like. Yeah. That's a long time on the tee box. Even I gave the Brooks Kepka like, you know, just eye roll. roll. <laughs> I was like, oh, God. Like, this is worse than a shambo. There, there was a good picture of, uh, like, I want to say it was like four or six golfers, like, uh, uh, just waiting, like, in the woods, like, fucking holding their head, like, what are you doing? Hurry up. Right. Jesus. Like, that's the worst thing to be stuck behind someone that's slow. But, like, to be that good at the game and still be slow so? and not understand <laughs> that you need to pick it the fuck up, like, nuts, right? There's there's little practice swings and there's figuring shit out, but that takes upwards of ten seconds, yeah. probably max. I get it because like you know high stakes, high pressure. You're the best in the you're one of the best in the world, and mm. you want to get it right when you do take the swing. But like, right. can't be doing that. Can't, can't be, be doing, doing that. that. Can't be doing that. But the masses was fun and shit to watch, especially when you get your uncles uh, just watching it. But I just keep I kept watching Rom like damn like yeah. fuck he was so goddamn good. I uh, I can't believe. One thing I took away from that too is like how beautiful, beautiful that course like, is. The dude, course was it's incredible. I was like, wow, yeah, holy shit! Like the effort, like the money that goes into this must oh, be yeah. unbelievable. Did you hear how much they make there though of merch alone? It, I'm sure fucking thousands, hundreds of thousands. They sell a million dollars of merch an hour. They make ten million dollars a day, and they have it set up what? like like uh, I was talking to a couple of my coworkers that ended up going one time. They have it set up so that. You basically go into the place and you buy your shit and they give you like a big trash bag, but there's like a UPS sticker that they slap on it. And when you're done checking out, you literally like put it on the truck and it fucking ships to you. What? Yeah, they have it like fucking down to a science because they get people in, out, go, done, get the fuck Holy out of here, shit. buy your shit and go. But that's how they sell fucking a million dollars worth of merch. It's also because a t-shirt's goddamn sixty bucks, but oh, fuck just that. to have the logo on it. Fuck that. But then you see the aftermarket on e- on eBay is even worse. Oh yeah. The only place you can buy it is there. Mm-hmm. So then on eBay, it's like fucking here you go. I saw. Uh, I was looking at golf shirts like last last summer, and like there was like this nice Callaway one. I'm like, oh, how much is this? It was like ninety five dollars. That's like, insane. No, yeah. no, I'm not buying this shit for that. I'm gonna go to TJ Maxx, get the, the Izod, the exact same shirt that's for some reason marked down to fifteen dollars, <laughs> and I'm gonna do that. Uh, but yeah, that's what I did. You know what? I you know what I found funny too from the masses. <clears throat> so you can't run on the course. Yeah. So everyone's speed walking. It was so goofy looking. Wasn't it was it? so weird. Yeah, it's like uh, like a thousand people that just like open the gates and like they're all just like getting ready. They want to run to get like this seat, but they're just like yeah, so speed. A, a buddy of mine told me too. Like if you bring a chair and you put it down and you put like your little business card in the back of it that says like your name, yeah, people will sit in it while you're not there. But when you come back, you be like, oh, that's my chair, and they like just polite that they get up like that's your chair. You oh really? I mean? And they like no one can move it. You know what I mean? Like that's you. Pl- oh, you place your chair. This is where you're gonna sit and watch from now on. You know, like you're good. Yeah. 
Huh. Cool. Dude, the tree falling down was fucking crazy, too. That was fucking insane, dude. That was nuts. I think we talked about that last week. Yeah, I don't think that was the Masters then, right? But no, it was, that it was, was fucking it was insane. something else, but I was like, wow, that came close. And the fact that it didn't hit anyone, dude, that was right. nuts. I forgot if, we talked about that. If you were to sit somewhere, where would you sit? Uh, would I don't know the course that well. Would you move around? Uh, no. So, I like... If you're there, you're there. Even if it's just for one day, I would pick like one hole and have a good seat for it and watch every guy go through. Yeah. So you get to see everyone oh, hit yeah. it once, you know? Would it be like the 18th hole? No, I mean, that's probably going to be jammed up. And it's not necessarily where everyone's finishing their round either. You yeah. know what I mean? Because everyone starts on a different hole and yeah. they all flow in behind each other. I want- so I don't know. It depends on like which which hole looks the coolest, I think, and which one looks the most challenging. Yeah. I wish I, 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 if I could find a spot, it'd be that kid that talked to uh, Phil. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was funny. Uh, he's like, Phil, what do you say? He goes, what would you do here? And he goes, well, if I could hit, I could hit my six sign, 230 yards, I'd take it. He goes, all right, <laughs> let's do it. And then he just, Phil was great. He's just like, you want to be my caddy later on? Yeah. Fucking cool as shit. I think the kids, I think that's where, like, the kids have, like, the best times. I've seen I've seen some kids get, like, just putters and, like, drivers, like, from, like, yeah, they'll yeah. drive like, hey, okay, just fucking take it, you know, an eight hundred dollar driver. Hey, go and take they just it. go through the rest of the fucking round with no driver because, <laughs> like, you're not allowed to add clubs to your bag. <laughs> Don't need it, buddy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was cool as shit. Um, one thing we didn't do that I want to do before we sign off here is I want to thank again or thank you for the first time, uh, Corona Premier for sponsoring the podcast. Um, I have been putting these down. I bet. I have been putting these down. It's uh, you know, nice. I was having maybe a couple of these today at Crossing Nines up at Granite Links. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, quite mm-hmm. phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Two point six carbs. Granite Links practicing already. Yeah, I wish. I wish. I didn't bring my clubs. Oh God, I I I got the putter today. We you had like a little putter thing, and uh, I was looking at my golf clubs. And I'm like, oh, it's around that time. I actually totally forgot that you that left it here. Was, yeah, I thought yeah. it was a spare one. That's why I didn't mention it. A lefty I spare thought, one. Yeah. Oh, they just had an extra putter. I mean, I have extra putters. Oh, really? Yeah. They, the, I, that's like the one I use like the most. Like, yeah. there's another one that I have that's like real shit. So I was looking at my stuff and I was like, I can't wait to get back out there. Yeah. It's going to be a weird week. <clears throat> weird week in Boston just in general. It shot the fuck up from like 40 degrees Tuesday. It's your weather report, everyone. Yeah. Matt's, Matt loves the weather. It's fucking insane it's his favorite it's like 40 degrees like tuesday which is like one of my favorites and then like wednesday thursday just straight to like 90 degree weather just brutal how was the uh humidity it was it was up there was a percent chance of rain you remember no 10, it's gonna rain sunday though can we get like a green screen going so matt can be like right over here in right lower away, dorchester yeah. it's gonna be uh it's gonna rain we but got a pocket of fog i just thought it was crazy tomorrow morning because <clears throat> i'm leaving my house at 3.30 in the morning, 4 in the morning, and that at that time, it's cold, so I got a jacket on, and then by 10 o'clock in the morning, it's like 90 degrees. I'm like, oh, but I don't want to carry this shit around, so yeah. I'll just sit there in the heat. I'm kind of the same way, like, all year round, because, like, I'm going from whatever it is outside into a store that's heated or, you know, temperature controlled, right. and then into a cooler that's ice cold, Yeah, and then back out, and then back out again, so it's like, I'm always like, no I kind good. of always just have a pullover with me at all yeah, times, and like, I can... Be was, in the cooler with it on and take it off. After. I was telling that to a coworker of mine where, <clears throat> when we were working at Stop a Shop, those guys in like the frozen foods dairy department would get sick all the fucking time because you would go into the cold freezer and then come back up to nine degree weather and it would just fuck with you. Yeah, yeah. So I'm shocked not a lot of people are sick right now. Yeah, but all right. Well, 
That's it. Playoffs. Playoffs, baby. Cheers to the playoffs. I thought I had this open. I guess not. Cheers, baby. Cheers, buddy. Oh. Oh, yeah. That's what. Let's go Bruins. Let's go. Uh, yeah, I'm with you on that. I kind of I want them to win the cup this year. Yeah. That would be the perfect, like, what am I trying to say? They kind of need to. They kind of need to win the cup with how many points they have. Oh, yeah. 135 points they just finished the season with. Can you imagine them, like, a quick first-round exit by the Florida Panthers? Oh, dude, that's it. No, I got to go. <laughs> Signing off. That's too much. All right. Well, you want to call us out? Thanks, everyone, for listening. If there's anything you want to see us cover next episode, let us know. Our links are in the description, and we'll see you all next week. Bye, guys. <laughs>